You are not, you are not listening, 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 Welcome, 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 welcome to another installment of this thing I love to call this. I don't know why I'm saying it to y'all all the time. I think it because I'm in a good mood. Or better yet, maybe it's because this is the first episode. Yeah, I said this is the first episode of the year. So this is an amazing time, you know. Because when I think about how long it took me to actually start this bad puppy, it wasn't really that long. I ain't gonna lie, it really wasn't that long. But still, regardless of the fact we're here and it's good, like... Peanut butter and jelly. Some of y'all don't like peanut butter and jelly, but to me, it, it tastes good or whatever. But um, also, I want to give a huge shout out to some of you people who have been um buying merch. And the people specifically who bought that merch for Christmas gifts. I see you. I see what you're doing. And I like it. I like it a lot. I really do. I really, I really do. It, it, it brings me joy. Um, also, what no else brings me joy is to know that um, some of y'all really think that it's a new you because it's a new year. I mean, I get it. You want to start over, but how you trying to start over being a new you when you still got the same draws that you had since you was in the 10th grade and you 25? Hmm? How it's a new year, new you, but you still got the same toothbrush you had since two years ago. Matter of fact, not even two years ago. Some of y'all still got the same toothbrush that you had over six months ago. Oh, you're quiet on that one. Yeah, 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 I know. You're supposed to change it. You're not supposed to keep it over a year or not even. It's legitly, I think it's like three or six months. That's how long you're supposed to keep a toothbrush. But no, no, it ain't dirty. I ain't fell on the floor, so I'm going to keep using it. All right, you got it. You got it. You know everything. You got it. Gingivitis and black is building up in your mouth. You got it. You got it. I'm just telling you what I would do. Okay? All right. Um, also, I just really have a feeling and an urge to really rectify some other things about this new year, new me um, statement. It's like, I know that you want to be a new version of yourself. But how can you be new when you still got that same STD? Let's marinate on it for a minute. I know I'm leaving it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone because I'm probably offending some people. But nevertheless, this is the issue podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Alexander. Thank you for entertaining me, entertaining you. And if you don't know, well, now you know. Well, um, today's topic, more ser- on a serious note, is hidden addiction. A lot of us are addicted to things that we somehow don't find to be addictions. But today, I want to make light of that as well as give gravita- give gravity to the actual serious addictions that are really out there. So before I even do that, I thought it would be dope and amazing that I give you guys the resource of the hotline that you can call if you know someone who is suffering from substance abuse or dealing with it yourself. 
Okay, so the national hotline number for substance abuse and mental health service admission is 1-800-662-4357. And I'll say that again. The number is 1-800-662-4357. Five, seven. And this is the number to the substance abuse and mental health service admission. You call them for treatment referrals, informational services. They both speak in English as well as Spanish. And you can go for individuals who are facing family and mental or substance use or disorders. So it'd be a great guy to check out people. You know, um, also me personally, when I think about addiction and mental health, I, I really just think about like, the impulse or just the want to feed that urge. Because me personally, when I think about like addiction, I think about like the bad stuff, like what well, a quote unquote bad stuff, like um, drugs, alcohol. Um, more personally, I think about like my family and how like the males in my family, they suffered from alcoholism and stuff like that. So it makes me think about that and just not necessarily falling in the trade of drinking alcohol and like really abusing the substance. But um, I also wanted to know what it meant in a professional sense. So I looked up the word of, of addiction. Addiction basically means, and this is coming from Oxford languages, by the way, this addiction, addiction is the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance thing or activity. A sentence you can use this word addiction for is he committed theft to finance his drug addiction. Hmm. See, addiction to me also, when I think about it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. So why do we always equate addiction with negativity? Because see, if I was to think about this statement, I could switch it into something positive. Like... Well, I guess in a positive tense or sense. I don't know. I'm kind of country, so tense, sense. It means kind of the same, even though it don't mean the same. Uh, so I would say he was addicted to working hard till he became successful. He was addicted to working hard so he became successful. I guess that's a positive way you can use it. But also... Like I said, when we mostly think of addiction, we we trail it to the negative traits. And I mean, addiction is something serious because we see it happen so often with a lot of our famous um, movie stars and people that we looked up to. Like Harry Potter, um, the dude who actually played him, Daniel Radcliffe, he suffered from alcoholism, um, cocaine addiction, heroin, marijuana. And this drug I can't name, so I'm not even going to try to play myself. Um he he suffered from it real bad. He had he had to go to rehab a bunch of times, as well as a person that is really popular that a lot of people may or may not be familiar with. Zac Efron. He suffered from alcoholism and suffered from cocaine addictions, and even Oprah. I didn't even know that. Like that surprised me. Oprah, yeah, she was hiding them drugs in her wig. Nah, nah, nah I'm playing, I'm playing for her, for her. But um, Oprah, she suffered from crack and cocaine addictions. So. Uh, I think addiction is real, but it's just like one of those, quote unquote, we know about it, but we ain't going to speak on the issues, especially when you're dealing with family members or dealing with people who are at a certain stature. So if you talk about them, 
that's your ass type situation. <laughs> but like when I was thinking about like addiction as a whole, I wanted to look up at like different types of stuff because we know the basics. We know the basic oh like addicted to alcohol, addicted to drugs, addicted to prescription pills. But like let's think about some weird addictions. And you know one 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 that is really common that a lot of us don't really pay attention to? It's like your cell phone. Like if you addicted to cell phone and technology, like you think about it, like how many times do you legitly look at your phone? Regardless if you're using it for social media, call, text, a business communication, like you are on your phone like an addict. And sometimes for some people, if you get off your phone or if you ain't even using your phone, you feel like you're losing your hair or something. Like, damn, where that? Where that? I thought I had that shit. Like, damn, damn, damn. And then it'd be so funny, though, because, like, when you don't have your phone and you look for it and you'd be like, damn, I thought I got a call, but ain't nobody hit you up because you know you ain't even popular like that. So you looking for your phone, you checking for it, you like, damn, where that? Where that? Where that? Where that? Where that? I thought I had it. I thought I had it. And then you look for your phone and you got no messages, you got no texts, ain't nobody even hitting you up on your social medias. So you thinking that you popping, but you really ain't popping. See, it's, so it's really just that. That wanting to know that you gonna get a notification or that you can check on that, whatever it is that you want to check on. And I thought that was dope. Another weird addiction that I found, which is ironic because it's COVID, is hand sanitizer. Like, check this out. So I, um, I, I did some research. So it said some people have been addicted to hand sanitizer. This has started with teenagers and inmates, but has spread it drastically. The spread has now affected mainly college students. There are also preteens drinking hand sanitizer as well. So you got people out here legitly drinking sanitizer when you can go and get you some liquor. You can legit get you some water with some beer in it and drink that. But you want to choose to drink hand sanitizer. What type of retarded? You know what? No, no. Excuse my language. No, no. I'll take that back. I don't mean to say that word. What type of? It don't. No, no I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone because, you know. I, I tend to run my mouth too much. So I'm going I'm to I'm shut up on that issue. But I'm going to keep reading, though. So it says, users will drink hand sanitizer. It, it makes them feel high and it's very dangerous. For most, hand sanitizer between 55, is, is between 55 and 75% alcohol. One small bottle of hand sanitizer is the same as drinking two shots of 80-proof vodka. 80-proof, two shots. That's crazy. Drinking hand sanitizer is extremely dangerous to the central nervous system. In addition, there is there are some harmful chemicals in hand sanitizer that should not be ingested. Drinking hand sanitizer could cause vision issues, diarrhea, memory loss, internal organ damage, even brain damage, alcohol poisoning, comas, and even death. So if someone you know has become addicted to hand sanitizer, there are treatments, there are treatment center programs available to help overcome this addiction, which is crazy. Like you really out here drinking hand sanitizer. Like imagine it, like imagine somebody being in their room, right? And usually a teenager, all right, so picture this, a teenager in their room and it's real quiet. Mama going in the room, what, what that is? I, why you why you in the room so quiet? You know what I'm saying? You know they know the kid there. The kids usually make noise, especially a teenager or whatever. And then the next thing you know, they see you see them just drinking hand sanitizer. That's weird because usually you think they're being masturbating. I mean, that would normal teenagers do, right? I mean, I did it. I don't know why I masturbated. Like I couldn't touch nothing because you know I, I used to masturbate too much. 
Um, still kind of do. <clears throat> but um, that's besides the point. On to different other weird addictions. I found um, lying common enough, right? But it, that's an addiction. And they made, it kind of made sense to me. And it's like those who are addicted to lying take a false sense of security from the act and the truth seems to be dangerous. And it kind of makes sense because you got people who portray these false characters on the internet. You know, social media thugs. Or not even social media thugs. You got people who are just quote unquote popular online. Like they're just like this number one top person or they got Balenciaga this and foreign that and they just got fake cash going everywhere. But in real life, they don't really live like that or they don't really have any sense of communication or sociality. Uh, and I feel like I run into that a lot of times because I know some people, everybody knows somebody who be lying their butt off just to look cool. Especially, you know, fellas, especially we always got that one homeboy in the group who will be swearing, who swear he like that or swear he moving just to impress a female. You don't say nothing because you want him to be great and do his thing. So you just like, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I ain't going to throw you the assist, but I dang sure ain't going to, um, you know what I'm saying, and condone it. So we let him do his thing. And then sooner or later, she find out who he really is. And it just be funny all together. Another um, weird addiction that I ran into that I found out was really funny was pulling hair. So you have some people who are addicted to the sensation of actually pulling one's own hair from their scalp. Um, this says the act of pulling one's hair might offer a type of comfort that can lead to skin damage as well as permanent hair loss. So it's comfortable for you to pull your own hair out your head when you got people bald out here that can't control it. Like for real, you got some people out here are dying to get what you got in your head, but you don't really want it. Why not just go bald? Why pull it out? Why not donate that hair to somebody who needs it? You know what I'm saying? You know how many half-formed mustached people are out here that could use that hair for around their lip? Me being included? Like, I could use a mustache. Like, I got the beard. I need a mustache. I could use that hair. But you playing. You playing. You want to cut your hair off and pull your hair off like it's just, like it's just growing trees. Selfish. You selfish. You, you think about it, like people are losing their hairlines. You got the LeBron James of the world, like losing their hairlines, and you out here want to play with the idea of your hair. Shame on you. Shame on you. Make me sick. But besides that, those are just like some weird ones that I ran into and I thought was super funny. Um, but when we think about the cause of addiction and how it comes to be i wanted to really get a sense of it because i when i looked it up it came into so many different like um you know different like uh what's what's the word like different biological terms and all this stuff that i couldn't understand or get so to me what i got from my research is looking up what causes addiction and so forth and so forth is like basically your brain recognizes the same pleasure that originates when someone is taking prescription drugs, money, sex, or a bomb-ass meal. So these pleasures give a certain signature to your brain, and this brain creates a neurological transmitter to your endorphins. And your endorphins are basically the things that heighten your sense and give you this 
ooh feeling. You know what I'm saying? Make you feel like, ooh, you know what I'm saying? So basically that happens. And once that happens, those endorphins are released. And it causes the idea or the physical sensation of pleasure. And that what the whole addiction is. Like that what causes it to form and build and make people want to have it more and more and more and more and more and more. And when I think about it, I was like, it kind of makes sense, but it didn't make sense. But to me, like I said, the actual reasoning for how, well, the actual cause of addiction, when you, when I looked it up, they were giving me so many, like, like, how can I say, like professory terms and real scholarly terms. I was like, that's the most sense I could have made out of what I found. But for a better resource or understanding on how to know what addiction, what well, well, really what really causes addiction, like biologically, you, I, I can give you this reference that I found. I can give you this reference. Um, you can look up www.recovery.org/addiction/causes, and it can tell you what well, gives you a specific. It gives you a specific article devoted to addictions and its causes and understanding it and supplements like of that nature. Like negative feelings, like an unoccasion on uh, unoccasions of with withdrawal, short terms, like full term, all this different things that you can use to understand what addiction is in in different aspects, basically. If I could um simplify it. Uh, okay. And also, I wanted to, like, really figure out, like, what, what, what is it that makes someone really think that doing it more can just basically make them feel better? And then I thought about it with myself because I used to be, um, I used to be addicted to alcohol at one point and I used to drink it a lot, but I was just, not necessarily addicted. I just use it to numb pain and numb emotions. And then I just got used to drinking it a lot. So it became like uh, Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? Because, you know, Kool-Aid be good. Uh, for some folks who don't like Kool-Aid or ain't from the country, uh, how can I say? Became like ice cream, something like that. Like a kid with ice cream. Like you you like it and you will eat a lot of it. But then at a certain time after you don't eat a lot of it, it becomes to this point where it's like... I don't really want this joint, but I'm going to eat it because of the ice cream. And I really don't get to eat ice cream like that. So I'm going to scarf it down while I can situation. And I feel like that's that's the same metaphor with people who have addictions. Um, also, when it comes to like overcoming those addictions, I always suggest, and it's even professionally suggest, not to self-prescribe your own um, habits um, and ways on how you can stay away from certain type of addictions or push yourself away from whatever it is that has a control over you. Like I say, if you really want help or if you're serious about like making that change for yourself, hit up the Substance Abuse and Medical Health Service Admission. They have tools, they have resources, they have a team with treatment referrals that they can give you and also procedures for certain individuals that can help you and your family cope with your substance abuse. And if you need that number, I'm going to give it to you one more time. It's 1-800-622-4357. Again, it's 1-800-622-4357. 
Yeah. But you know, like, I was thinking about this too, and I and I thought about like me being in college, and I had this one homeboy. Well, not really homeboy. I was kind of cool with him, cause like me, like he was roommates with one of my best friends, and I would always go in his room to play video games. And like in the college dorms, you know, those bedrooms are kind of stacked, cause like it's one bed right here, one bed right there. And my my homeboy, he would always tell me like, man, Matt, get on my nerve, man. He be coming here drunk. Every time pissing up the bed, <laughs> and like literally, it'd be so funny because I would legitly see this man with a big old pee stain in the mattress, just laying there farting, and I was like, "What? Like this man really be doing it? Like he be drinking beers, like he'll drink like the cheap brandy, like you know what I'm saying? Because it's college, so people can't really afford real liquor like that. So he's drinking like brandy, E and J, Christian Brothers type stuff, and he he wasted. So I was like, you know what? I got something for him. But I didn't intentionally plan it like the day before. But it was like me and my homeboy, we was playing we was playing 2K. We was playing 2K. And Matt was on the floor. Like, well, he wasn't on the floor, but he was on his on mattress. And it was funny because he ain't even had no no um, covering on his mattress or nothing like that. He just drunk, like dead drunk on the mattress. And um, he was just, he was gone. Like, you know how you drunk sleep? Like, he was gone, gone. So, like, we playing a video game, and I just felt my stomach just boiling. <laughs> and I'm literally, like, right behind. No, well, I'm really, like, right in front of Matt because, like, he's sleeping. But the TV, like, right at the head of his bed. And I'm, like, standing right there at the head trying to play because we ain't had no chairs. And we was playing 2K, and I was kind of losing, so I was feeling somewhat type of way. So I was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to get this dub. I'm going to get this dub. So, so, so we playing or whatever, and I had to go low-key, but I ain't wanted to um, get off the sticks because, like, we, it's getting into the fourth. We in the fourth, really. We in the fourth, fourth quarter, and the, and the scope's closed. And I'm like, oh, dang, I feel it in my stomach. And my stomach hit that. You know what I'm saying? My stomach hit that little. And I'm like, oh, I got to let that thing go. But I really didn't want to do it because my mans was like legitly right behind me. But I was like, you know what? Fuck that. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. I got to let this shit go. So I had to let it go. And it, it was like not one of them quiet parts. It was like one of them. Like, you know, one of them parts that you sound like you bust a balloon and then you just drag it open. You know what I'm saying? The little lips of the balloon when you push the air out of it and you drag it open. I guess it sounded like that. And I'm like, oh, shit. I know he going to smell it. And I was like, that shit was so stink. So then I ran as soon as I did it because of the sound. So I'm like, okay, I know he going to catch my ass. So I dipped out of the, <laughs> I dipped, I dipped out of the dorm. And it was so funny because he got up. He was like, hey, goddamn, man. <laughs> that shit stink. <laughs> it was so funny, bro, because he was like, he was so tight. He was mad as hell because he was like, bro, if you could understand how asleep this man was, this man was gone. Like, he was past 1230. Like, he was out of here. Like, he was gone. And, like, he got up. He was just like, man, what the fuck, man? Y'all niggas slept. Y'all niggas slept. <laughs> I died. Hey, I died laughing on me. I died laughing at him because at the end of the day, like, I know I did it, but he ain't catch me. And my homeboy, he... He on the mattress chilling. Now, mind you, like, when I find it now, I dip. Like, I hit that door. Like, I hit the door to open, to get out of their room, and then I hit the door to open to get out of their dorm. But I heard him because his voice is so, like, loud. He got one of them old smoker voices. Like, hey, hey, get on. Like, he got one of them voices. So you can imagine how he sound, like, when he mad. 
or when he like you know what I'm saying with somebody when he mad or when he got damn upset. That jump was so funny, bro. Like I died laughing at him. I died laughing. You know, but still talk about it to this day. That jump was funny. But yeah, man, it's addiction in itself is a serious matter. And I feel like as people, as individuals, all we can really do is offer help when people want help. But it's up to them to actually take it. So this is the episode for you guys. I kept it short. I kept it sweet and I kept it to the point for you. But also I wanna might add, I wanna I wanna put in, you know, J5 is coming through. Yeah, J5. If y'all don't know what that is, that is a marvelous day that one of the best fraternities in the world was created. And I say that because I am a member of said fraternity. And um I ain't gonna say too much, but I ain't gonna say a little at all. You know what I'm saying? Just just know. That is going up on January 5th. And to my brothers in that crimson and cream, that always a woman's dream, you know what we about to get into. (laughs) Nah, for real though, I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for laughing. Thank you guys for supporting. And thank you more um, sincerely. Like, I thank you super sincerely for, you know, being with me this long, supporting, telling other people. Um, buying merch, whether it be actually spending time to show people how to listen to the podcast or putting other people on resources and stuff like that. I truly appreciate it. I thank you so much. And I love each and every one of you, not because you listen to the show, not because you are supporting me, but because you are you keep being you keep being amazing and keep doing the good work. 2021, we eating period. It's your boy, Brandon Alexander. Like I always say, and I always do it's love. It's peace. And with a little bit of hair grease. Yeah. I'm out.